Welcome to this episode of Making Shifts Happen with Dr. Stephanie Stanfield. Are you searching for answers beyond diet and exercise? Join us as Dr. Steph shares insightful tips you can use to feel better right now and valuable information about your health that you may not know. It's all served up with a healthy dose of smiles and laughter along the way. Now, here's Dr. Steph. Hello, it's Dr. Stephanie Stanfield, and I'd like to welcome you to the 80th episode of Making Shifts Happen, where we're going to inspire, inform, and motivate you to succeed with creating your optimal healing and improve your health and wellness. For those of you joining us live here on Blog Talk Radio, it's great to have you with us. If you are joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or even a Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. These podcasts are designed to bring you leading-edge information about a variety of health topics. My team and I are dedicated to bringing you this valuable information so you can learn about what you can do to improve your health and start living an increasingly purposeful life. We are here every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Mountain Time, So plan on joining us each and every week. It is my very great pleasure to introduce to you our guest for today, Sandy Sherman. Sandy is an author and and is transforming writing her first first book on recovery for addicts, moms, parents of drug and alcohol addicted children. She's also a parent recovery coach. And she emphasizes working mostly with moms. She's the mother of two, a wife to a wonderful husband, an entrepreneur. She loves horses and dogs. And since she's a parenting coach, I would like to open with a quote on parenting. It says, if you don't pass your values on to kids, someone else will. And another one that's really important, I think, for this conversation, because Sandy will be sharing her story with us, is in order for children to learn how to do hard things, you have to let them go through hard times. There's no way to truly master something without experiencing it. And that comes to us from Sarah Bean. Sandy, I'd like to welcome you to our show today. How are you doing? Are you you on? Is your mic on? Hello, Sandy. Let's say hello. Just a second. (laughs) Ah. <laughs> oh, just a minute. I think I'm on. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, can hear you. Can hear me? Oh, perfect. Yes. Okay, sorry about that. Technological uh, problems, I suppose. Um, thank you for having me, Stephanie. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure, and I'm so glad you're here because... I think parents in today's world need as much help as they can possibly get. But parents of addicts, I think, are a unique subcategory, and they face a whole lot more challenges than parents without those same challenges. So you're going to help us understand a little bit more of what kind of coaching support parents find to be the most helpful. What kind of coaching do they generally come to you to get? 
most of my parents are just looking for that place where they can actually um, help their kids through a really tough time. Um, a lot of them with addiction substance abuse, their children are uh, just not their children. They look the same and they talk the same, but they don't act the same. And my parents appreciate when we speak as I allow them to go into what they're feeling and actually get that out uh, on the table where they can deal with their inner demons that are that is going on with their kids. And um, I feel that not only coaching is so powerful to bring that out, but it also begins their healing journey because they can understand themselves and what's going on with with them at that moment. And that's that's so true because a lot of our parents, um, the parents with whom we work, I, I have a Calm Moms program and it works with stress management and things like that. But a lot of us were not ever fully equipped with um, the understanding of, first of all, why would our kids choose drugs? But second of all, what as parents can we do to help them without letting our emotional baggage get in the way so that I'm not truly present to my addicted child? Uh, That's a really good question. I think that our parents uh, don't know how to handle it and the tables turn where the child is running the show and running the parent. We go through so many emotional roller coasters um, during that time with our kids that um, we feel that everything is out of control. And once the addiction takes over the child, there is really nothing you can do. And the choice is the child's. The kids make the choices to uh, do the drugs. The kids should take the responsibility. And what I try to help my moms through is to let them go, but not give up on them, but let they have to let them go and make, make their own choices in life. And that is a really tough thing for for most of us to do because society says we need to protect our kids. We need to take care of them. We need to you know, not so much coddle them, but let them know that there is a safe environment. Once they step over that line into substance abuse, um, it's almost like they're in their own prison. There is nothing that we as parents can do to, to get them to stop unless sense. So, Yes, yeah, so are those some of the biggest challenges these parents face? The biggest challenges that I see is realizing that the problem is bigger than they can handle. Um, they have a kid that's an addict and they blame themselves and take responsibility away from the kid. And that is the number one problem that I see. The bad mom syndrome, the, they blame themselves, um, they make light not so much light of the situation, but they diffuse um, the problem in its entirety where um, they they make excuses. Um, So when you're trying to have a normal relationship with a child that's an addict, um, it's almost 
in actuality, it's been terminated uh, by whatever substance your child is is on. It, there is no more relationship at this point. It's nothing but a push pull situation. So that's the biggest challenge, I think, is just being able to to handle it on a day to day basis. It's it's really yeah. I just was reminded that it's almost like the loss of your child that they're dead, but they're not. They're still alive. They're just not in the relationship of child and parent now. It's the child to the substance and the parent still trying to parent a child that is no longer free of that substance. I don't know if if that makes sense or not. Yes, it does. That's exactly right. uh, Their addict will lie, cheat, and steal from them. Um, they will do whatever is necessary for them to um, buy their drugs or stay well or just to, to um, feel numb. It's a, it's, a, it's a way of escaping responsibility and just feeling life, you know, as we know it. So um, when you have a parent that is dealing with this, um, they just – they. They just don't know what to do next or how to help them. So I encourage my parents to educate themselves as much as possible. Well, my daughter, she was a heroin addict for five years. She's now recovered two years now. She's 23 years old, beautiful girl. Um, I lost her for five years, and I didn't know what to do. Um, I was... uh, an absolute maniac when it came to finding out what this drug was doing to my daughter. And I found out a lot that it is a disease. And even though they didn't go down an alley and catch it, it's still a disease that needs to be um, cured. And the only way we can cure it is recovery. So I also suggest to my moms that they uh, do whatever they can to get them in, rehabilitated in either a long-term facility or an outpatient and definitely some um, therapy to work through those demons because once an addict, always an addict, um, even though she's recovered, um, there there's always that thing in the back of our mind saying, well, will she do it again? So um, mm-hmm. that's, you know what I'm saying? So, so yes. Yeah. So is your story a familiar one with some of the parents that you coach? Um, unfortunately, yes, it's far too familiar. But unless you um, are a parent of an addict, you won't really understand because it's, it's almost like it's their own community. It's, it's, it's such a, um, a subject matter that is dark and um, society looks at our kids as outcasts in so many ways that um, instead of trying to further help them, um, they kind of push it under the carpet. So our community as parents of addicts, we stick together very tight-knit, very close, and we support each other and we help each other through very difficult times. So um, I think that's, it is a familiar one in, 
in the community of addiction. And does your story help you create a really strong connection with other parents who are struggling? And, you know, the parent, let me ask you this. Does the parent have a sense of loss of their self as a parent if they step into the victim role of being a bad parent or I failed my child instead of the deep recognition that your child is making their own choices? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely they do. They feel... um, I just lost my train of thought, Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. The Um, parents feeling that they lose a part of themselves because they so closely identified with them being a good parent with a perfect child who has no issues. Absolutely. Thank you for for restating the question. Uh, The bad mom, perfect mom is a situation where um, we – See how am I going to rephrase this? I'm so sorry. The, no, no, you're they, doing beautifully. They have, they have lost so much of themselves because at this point in time, when it's a, a raging addiction with with someone that they brought into this world, him or her, all of their attention, all of their, um, all of part, all of themselves go into trying to make it better, trying to figure out what they did wrong, try and figure out how they influenced their kid to do this. When in in turn, they had no responsibility in this at all. They could beat themselves up till till doomsday, and it still would not, uh, it would still not fix the problem. So, They've lost their child through another avenue that they can't seem to find themselves. So what I do is help them find themselves again and let go and really take their lives back and reclaim their powers as parents, even if they have to say goodbye. Um, And it's not goodbye forever. It's goodbye saying, I've got to take care of myself now. Because the more I'm I'm well and healthy, um, the more I can help through it or do whatever's necessary to to get you to where you need to be. And Sandy, I've had a couple of great insights even in the short time we've been together. It is time to stop for a commercial break. You're, um, I hope that our listeners join us right after this short commercial about a calm mom's free report. Stress is so common in our fast-paced society right now, we don't realize how much it depletes us and how much time and energy we spend just trying to get through our day. What if you knew ways to manage your stress and your energy so that you would have more energy at the end of every day? Did you know that with a little help and information on the Calm Moms free report, you can begin relieving your stress. Start feeling more peaceful right away. Get your life back on track and become more efficient with your time and time management. Relieve pain. And this is important for moms and their children. Have fewer doctor visits. 
and suffer less from illness. You can sign up for this Calm Moms free report on www.makingshiftshappen.com forward slash calm dash moms dash free dash report. Go to Making Shifts Happen right now and register for this life-changing free report. Remember, this life-enhancing report is absolutely free. And and we're back. So Sandy was talking with us a little bit more about some of the hard choices parents of addicts have to face in their own life. And I was reminded as you were talking, Sandy, that it really isn't, even though it's the choice of the person or the addict to live their life, it really does influence the whole entire family. So I listened to your story, and and what parts of your story give you the best insight into helping the parents that you coach? Just to reiterate what I had said was to allow them to, to let their child go and not give up on them, to love them through it and be there as when they need them. And if, if my daughter came to me and said, I need your help, dear, uh, the mother side of me and said, okay, we're going to do whatever's possible to help you. Um, so until they come to you, unless they're underage, let me, let me back up. If they're underage, if they're under 18 years old, by all means, you know, I would uh, take the bull by the horns and get them into rehab because they really don't have a choice. If they're an adult child that's an addict, whether it's living with you or not, uh, the only thing you can do is be there when they need you and and absolutely unconditionally love them, um, love them through this, this difficult time. But at the same time, you have to take care of yourself and... Um, allow yourself to to um, step back out of that turmoil. Um, and that goes for the whole family. You know, there, it, it is a family disease, and there's at least four people that's affected by the addiction, not just you and and your kids, but your, your husbands, brothers, sisters, uncles, grandmothers, grandfathers, whoever is surrounded by the family. Um, it affects everybody. So to be able to stay sane, if you will, you, you really have to take a look at it, <laughs> take a look at it uh, in a position of, of strength and, um, and just try and keep a positive attitude at all times and know in your heart that it's going to work out. And if it doesn't, um, then it doesn't. And I know that's harsh, but you cannot rescue or save your kids from from anything. I don't care if it's, you know, good or bad. Um, you have to let them fall in order for them to rise up and, and be who they are or meant to be. Yeah, it goes a little bit about uh, that quote, in order for children to learn how to do hard things, you really do have to let them go through hard times. And uh, there are many quotes that say experience is the best teacher and things like that. While as parents, we would so much prefer that our children didn't have to experience 
some of the harsh realities. Um, I think a parent of an addict has to be especially neutral in how they approach that child. Exactly. It's so conflicting. You want to save them. You want to rescue them. At the same time, you're so angry at times that you just want them out of your life. And then the guilt sets in. And then you're guilty about how you feel. And then it starts all over again. So we need to come from a place of of love and peace. And I know that's really difficult, um, but that's the ultimate goal is to, to get there where you are okay by not being okay. Um, allow yourself to feel those feelings and, and not push them down and, and resist. Um, because if you resist, they just blow up in your face and, and you become a mess. So um, learning actually how to feel what you're feeling and, and letting that go and getting to a place of really just peace or, or a, a place of neutral at least where you can actually look at it rationally and make decisions. So is this what's unique about what you do to help others? You really help them deeply understand some of the emotions they're dealing with, some of the um, situational dynamics. Usually uh, addicts have been in trouble with the law, maybe have had been in jail and other types of things. And um, how does what you do and how you coach, how is that unique? That might be different than Uh, something else that's out there. How I coach is exactly what you just said. I have them get in, not repress their feelings, but actually feel what they're feeling. I ask them why they're feeling that way and how they could, what they could do to, to feel better in that moment. And a lot of times when you step back and, and you're actually feeling what you're feeling, um, then it, it just kind of opens up and uh, to a place where you can, you know, pick that, that next one on that emotional scale. So if you're feeling helpless or fearful, well, we're going to try and vision, visualize a place of safety for you in that moment. Does that make sense? So you are mm-hmm. um, actually, okay, good. <laughs> so what I do with my mom is, is really, uh, really get to them, get them talking to themselves and asking them questions. I also have keys to, you know, keys to your sanity, I call it, because whether you have a child living with you or not dead, and this totally works and it may be harsh, but we put locks, deadbolts on the bedroom and the closets. I locked up everything valuable. That way when I did have a visitor, my kid, I I left the house and, she's at home, um, it protects her and it protects us um, from her uh, stealing everything that we had, which has happened. And then um, a whole other realm of emotions pop up uh, about, you know, they have no remorse and they're they're pawning your valuables for drugs and you left them out in the open for her to steal. 
So um, I've got several ways, you know, keys that I give my moms to say, okay, don't give them money. If they're hungry, buy them food. Don't bail them out of jail. <laughs> but, you know, um, be there when they get out type of thing. Well, and I remember the movies, the Blues Brothers, and they called themselves recidivists, which means that they knew they'd wind up in jail again. And when I watched that movie, I found humor in it. In the real world mm-hmm. of an addict, the parents look and say, well, maybe because they're in jail and they're sober long enough, they might come out and decide to stay sober, or they've gotten in deep enough trouble that maybe they'll make some different choices. And it sounds as if it's just some of the things the parents do to tell themselves so that they survive what's going on in the child's life. But what you've suggested is get real. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's a and it's nothing personal. And at this point when you're when your child is stealing from you and lying to you, um, you have to protect yourself, point blank, cut mm-hmm. and dry, and uh, protect them as well. So time has flown by with the speed of light. <laughs> and let's do the speed round real quick as we're winding up the show. So what is your favorite success quote, Sandy? My favorite success quote is from the late, great Zig Ziglar. You can have everything in life you want if you will help another enough other people to get what they want and this is so profound to me and I love this quote because uh, we as coaches are helping heal the world it's extremely powerful people need us to help them through uh, tough times if they're not able to get through on their own and if you can transform one life it's that reward is huge. I love it. Yes. So what steps, management, tip, or skill can you provide to our listeners that they can do like right away? Right away, I would say keep a positive and realistic attitude always. Um, Practice relaxation techniques such as your deep breathing. Um, That helps me a lot is when you just closed your eyes and you, you take deep, deep breaths right down in your belly for about 10 times, and then it's just super relaxing to me. Wonderful. Um, What do you do for fun? We've had a very serious show. What do you do for fun for Sandy? I ride horses. I have uh, two beautiful horses. One I show uh, competitively. The other one I just love to to ride around uh, my property and on the trail. And um, they are beautiful creatures, you know, God's creatures. They've helped me through a lot. <laughs> so that's what so I how do can people for reach fun. You? How can people reach you? I'm in the process of redesigning my Facebook and landing page, but they can reach me um, at my personal email with any questions or comments, and that is Sandy Sherman. 57 at gmail.com and uh, at this point um, that's really the only contact I have so um, until I get this up and running but yeah 
Okay, so that's all for today's show. I'm off to play with my grandchild, and I encourage you to email in at info at making shifts happen with any questions you might have or some topics that you'd like to see on a future show. Thank you so much, Sandy, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Shifts Happen with Dr. Stephanie Stanfield. To learn more or to reach out to Dr. Steph, please visit makingshiftshappen.com. And join us again next time.